and welcome back to the Claudecast. This has, uh, this intro has nothing to do with anything, but, uh, I need to find a, I need to find a really cool intro where I'm super excited and jitty about everything where, man, you just can't believe that you're on the Claudecast. But what I really want to do is I want to flesh out an idea that I had. So this is going to be another ideas that I had episode. And in this one, I had an idea for a truly community-based thing that can be powered by Bitcoin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or really any cryptocurrency in general. But Bitcoin is the coin of choice by the software development community. Community. Because they all are a one and they're one conglomeration of people. They all believe the exact same thing as I'm going to attribute to them because they are a community. But anyway, what idea I had was this. Why can't, why can't we have a, like, let's set up a Bitcoin wallet, a wallet that has uh, public keys that everyone can see, obviously, because uh, that's the whole point of a crypto wallet, Bitcoin wallet, is to have a publicly visible wallet that has all of its transactions published to the blockchain forever. And there's no way to change it, no way to fudge the numbers. What if, what if we took that wallet and actually opened up a, what would you call it? An institution, an actual governing body, something... I'm not sure exactly how. This would probably have to be fleshed out way better and way more intricately with more legally attuned minds. But what if we'd set up a wallet that allowed you to pull from the resources of that wallet, kind of like a fountainhead, um, a, a, a hose bib. I, I don't know exactly what it's called in... Um, in true cryptocurrency lingo, but the idea is there's a, um, a, a wallet that dishes out a, a certain number of fractional Bitcoin, which are Satoshis, every single day or week or whatever to every single Bitcoin wallet address that asks for it. And it only dishes out a certain amount and this gets replenished by the community. It's kind of a, it's, I think they call it the well. You go back to the well to replenish your Satoshis if you ever get too low to where you can't do very basic things in, in the world of using Satoshis for payments. Very, very, very microtransactions. A anyway, what if we set that up for a insurance company where you'd have your insurance company set up to accept as much Bitcoin as possible from its people and they'd pay their monthly fees, their monthly insurance dues to you in their Bitcoin. And then once something comes about of that problem, you would take, you, you would file an insurance claim just like anything else and you would get your money back uh, or your, your, um, your claim fulfilled out of this Bitcoin. And the reason why I'm saying it this way is because it would be truly community funded. You, you, could, you could set up your own community wallet for this insurance purpose. So if you have, let's just use a megachurch as an example, because I believe that everything should be done locally. Um, oh, truck's going by. I'm in my car again with the headphones. The last episode or the um, audiobook, the last audiobook 
thing that I did with the uh, Bitcoin or with the pie white paper was done in my closet with uh, the blue snowball ice mic. And that one sounds a lot better in the closet. And with that mic set up than these headphones do in the car. But this is an ideas I had episode. So you get what you get. Anyway, I think that everything should be done on a very micro level, local level, where usually it's your church, because that's a, a community that you're a part of that you actually ascribe to saying, I'm part of this community, which is my church. So if you're in, let's just say a mega church, which is still a community, even though there's, it's, it's nearly impossible for you to, I mean, just by the nature of society, it's nearly impossible for you to know on a personal level, every single person in that church, either way, if you're all contributing in a cryptocurrency fashion to this local insurance fund, you can start a bunch of social programs in that church where let's just say, let's say, let's say this is, this is the idea. I live in Redding, California, and I go to Bethel Church in Redding, California. We'll say, what if everyone started pooling a percentage of resources in Bitcoin to an insurance fund for the person who falls on hard times and that person who falls on hard times would get a one-time stipend a one-time relief fund that is extremely significant based on that person's income and based on the fund that's been taken up and the average income of everyone attending the church it's an extremely generous amount so I'm thinking somewhere in the twenty to fifty thousand dollar range, maybe more. And the reason why I'm saying it this way is, I I heard a concept, not even a concept, a um a gripe by a gentleman on another podcast who said he's very upset with the idea of social security in this regard. He likes it as a social program because it is good to have a social safety net for people who are uh, down on their luck or in a or fallen in hard times, which happens to everyone in some way or another. But the thing he has against it is that they, they don't actually help you out of it. They keep you in it while stimulating you in it. So in that rut that you're in, you'll only get enough to survive and to come right back to the person dishing out the funds. So in, in, essentially, you become a user of the system. And by user, I mean addict of the system. You are addicted, not in any, not for any good reason, not because you get a high or anything, but because you need it to survive. So you're in the throes of a deep addiction where if you don't get this drug, you will die. You'll, yes, if I'm making that analogy correctly, in the same way that a drug user gets to a point where if they don't use that drug, they will die, kind of an alcohol, like an alcoholic, um, that you're the same, in the same position, but when you're strapped for cash, trying to ask the government for funds. If we could bypass that in a local on a local level, which is a big responsibility. I mean, who can strap on twenty thousand dollars for everyone who falls on hard times? And then how do you weed out the people who are liars? And it's 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 a whole vetting process. But either way, if we leave that on the local level, if you leave that on a local level, where you have local governance in the church of appointed people that people in the church decide on, then we get back to what I, as far as I understand it, since I'm just, I'm very young and I only have my high school and middle school uh, civics class that taught me this. But as far as I understand it, that's how America was formed with micro governments, local governance, governance of governments. Yes. Localized. Everything was localized. And that, that's for good reason. Decentralization is the idea here. If, if, if something fails, it doesn't fail for the entire uh, 
race the entire uh, population. It only fails for that said community and you can just pick up and try again. So that's an idea that came to me, which I mean, it's probably not even novel. I bet you there is some sort of uh, Bitcoin investor who made uh, tons of cash off of it, still has about 300 Bitcoin or something, maybe more, and is just itching to figure out what to do with all of his coin and decided to start an insurance fund in that way. And that's fine. That's good and fine. I, I believe it probably works out just fine as well. But if, if there is something out there and if there is, someone should um, email me or get a hold of me. If you go to my landing page on... If you go to the website, in the description of the podcast episode, you will find ways to get a hold of me there, either on Mastodon, on email, or I think I have one other option. Um, it might just be YouTube. Yeah, email. I think it's YouTube. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a bit shoot. Something. You, you'll find a way to contact me on that. Just go to that link there. If, if you know of this and you want to get a hold of me, I'm looking to set up a Mastodon account so I can have a social network set up for this podcast specifically but to do that um would require more audience and i don't have any uh useful metrics that say that there is a big enough audience to justify a cost like that so in the future that'll happen but still this is the idea that i've had and i i i think that this can be applied in other situations as well this doesn't have to be just um a social security net this could be a health insurance net this could be for for a cash only doctor system if you let's go back to that church example if you have a doctor or if you have a church a mega church chances are that there's a practicing doctor in that church are pretty high especially in redding california let's just say it's in austin texas or, or dallas or seattle portland oregon you find any of these places you'll find people who are good at their jobs and they can actually help you in other ways so if there's let's say you you want to get home insurance through this safety net and let's say some flood happens in your house chances are there's someone who runs a restoration company in that church and instead of pulling out your insurance premiums and and getting the insurance involved to get this thing fixed that person in the church has agreed to help anyone in the church by dipping into those bitcoin funds so they will write up an estimate they'll submit that estimate to that uh head of the church committee that is uh headed over that bitcoin wallet and that that person will either sign off or not sign off and ask for adjustments to be made just to keep everyone just to keep everyone honest because let's be honest not everyone who goes to church is great intentioned i'm not slandering anyone because there's no one to slander in this example but it's just the way things are especially when it comes to untraceable money like bitcoin but once you get that idea going now you have now you have an actual system of governance and government that is so localized that now we have true control over our money now, now we don't have to go to the insurance and have them tell us what they'll cover or not. Now it's just up to the person doing the work and the person asking for the work to be done to sign off on this proposal. I pay my, uh, my monthly Bitcoin insurance dues for this reason. And for anyone in the church who signed up on the program, we'll have a conversation. You submit a bid, I submit my idea, and then we'll go from there. And then let's just say, let's just say we get out of the insurance concept. Now there's a, uh, a, a network of Bitcoin wallets where someone can say, I'll do this work for Bitcoin. And now, now we have this community that can build itself up from the ground up to where everyone starts using Bitcoin as a true, true currency that can actually be used for transactions, financial transactions, business transactions, anything you can think of. 
sales. Like I, I, I bought a, I bought a uh, very old Android phone, the Nexus Five, through uh, Mastodon. So it's a social media network um, that it has no algorithms uh, attached to it. I think some channels can actually implement their own algorithms, but that's that's set up front in in the sign up process and. At that point, that would be made known to you. And in that regard, you'd probably be part of a dev group where you're trying to test out bots or something. Either way, I went on Macedon and I decided to ask, hey, does someone have an Android phone for sale? An old one. I'd like to. I'd like it for research purposes. I want to have uh, Android and iOS devices with me. So that way I can uh, test out applications on both devices. And if I actually get my crap together and start developing things, I can actually develop for both platforms. Um, Either way, I wanted to buy one. And I asked a gentleman on there, or really everyone, if anyone had a uh, phone for sale. And some guy comes up and says, hey, I got this Nexus 5. And another guy says, hey, I have this OnePlus 6T. So I got a hold of both of them. Uh, the OnePlus 6T was 150 bucks, And the um, Nexus 5 was 25 bucks. And the reason why it was 25 bucks is the guy says, hey, um, I know you want to buy this, but I want to know how you're planning on buying this because I have an idea and I want to be the first one to do this on this platform, meaning on the uh, social network channel that we were both a part of. He wanted to be the first person to either buy or sell something with Bitcoin on that network so he could have bragging rights and he just had the phone laying around. So he says, hey, if you have Bitcoin or a wallet, or you can put fiat funds into a wallet, which is very easy to do. You get a strike wallet app or a blue wallet app and you are good to go. It's in, it's impossibly easy. It's hard to believe how easy it is to start making payments in um, fractional amounts of Bitcoin through the Satoshi LND network, the lightning network. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But either way, you get that strike wallet, which I did, and I put $25 in the strike wallet and I paid the gentleman by copying and pasting a, uh, a Bitcoin address, a payment address. It's just a long hash. I think it was like a 120 character hash or something that lets the other person know that here's this receipt, essentially. Uh, I, I'm still fuzzy on exactly how Bitcoin works exactly in the background, and I'm not so knowledgeable that I can say it with technical terms and um, give a lecture on it or anything, but I, I know the concepts because I've seen it work and, and used it. And it was so easy. And it was, it, it, no, one, no one has to limit themselves to something that's small, but no one has to know about any small transaction you make other than you and the person you're making the transaction with. So you could take this idea of the Bitcoin transaction for a little phone and move that up to, okay, my local YMCA has their own program going where we can all... Um, Share old tech that we have in the house. I can put my uh, old MacBook in this storage facility thing at the YMCA, attach a uh, sticker to it that has, a, you know, one of those removable stickers or, or whatever, just a QR code on it that has the price of that laptop on it. Someone can go through with their wallet, scan that barcode, that QR code, and pick it up right there. I get my money, he gets his money, the, the other person gets a value split off of it because they're housing it, they're hosting it. And everybody wins. Everybody wins. The only thing... Oh. Oh. Oh, I got an idea just now. What if there was a... What if there was a marketplace like Craigslist where you could put that up 
and you could put a QR code at the bottom of the page. That QR code is nothing more than your price that you set for that device, set up with your wallet, your own Bitcoin, Bitcoin node that can receive those funds, and everything is included in the price. Meaning, now there's shipping involved, and everything would be made clear in the description, and everyone would be kept honest for that reason. And also, the only way you could get your money to go through is there would be the uh, uh, non-fiduciary agent, which technically I would be if I started the app, that would hold on to the funds uh, like an escrow, essentially. You'd be keeping your money for a laptop in escrow until the laptop actually gets delivered. But once it does and everything, there, there you go. You have it all, and it's all in Bitcoin transactions, so no one has to worry about where you bought this device. I, I know Craigslist is good enough for this already because you're dealing in cash most of the time and you're, um, you're uh, what you call it, um, you're truly anonymous on there as well unless you sign up with an account and even then you're pretty much anonymous to the person you're, you're buying or selling from. But either way, this would be in Bitcoin, which would just further the technology. That's a decent idea for an app that could be built um, and you just need to get enough people in the community on board, uh, decent marketing campaigns, it's not a bad idea. I like this idea. Had one on the fly. Anyway, I, I need to get to work. This was an early morning uh, ideas I had thing that I needed to flesh out. And I, I hope it's better fleshed out. I've been kind of ranting, kind of going on. I hope I haven't said the word uh or um too much. I've been trying to purge that from my system. And just recently, I've been trying to purge out the phrase, yeah, no. But that will be purged in the future. Um, I said um. For now, this is it for today. Uh, I want to end this podcast by talking about how we are value for value. Value for value means that whatever value you receive from the show, from me going off about whatever ideas I have, whatever uh, audiobooks or white papers that get published or uh, articles, I'm actually in the process of speaking with uh, John C. Dvorak, the columnist. Uh, well, in the process, I haven't yet, but I'm about to draft up my message to him saying that I will post every single... Um, column that he posts in audio form and then if he has a lightning address and people want to donate uh, value i'll put him in the value split on that lightning uh, for that specific episode so that way he gets a uh, percentage if anyone donates satoshis to that episode uh with boosted grams or whatever and i'm gonna do the same thing for anton house he's got a, a newsletter on the age of invention uh it's called the age of invention and it's uh, basically on the Industrial Revolution of, I think, the, the UK. Uh, it's just very interesting, that one. It's super interesting on the history. He digs in very deep into the history of everything. And uh, he's got his own substack on that. And it's just interesting to listen to. And I also have in the works a uh, short story that I wrote that I'd like to put in audio form. And that one I'd like to go all out on just because it's my own. And because I'd like to take more time on that one versus other ones, even though other ones I don't want to denigrate with uh, low quality. As far as recording quality for all of the audiobooks, I'd like to do all of those in the closet, which is going to be very hard. It's a tight, crammed little closet. It's not a walk-in. It's just with the two slider doors. So it's very hard to do those ones. But um, to get good quality audio, I'd like to do those there. And then any other uh, podcast that I do, I can just do on the fly like I'm doing now. Um, and the audio quality can be a little more crappy, in my opinion, for now, until I get into a better position, just because I'd rather have the ideas out there versus just sitting and waiting for an opportune moment, which is very hard to get for me for some reason. Either way, um, 
This is uh, uh, rabbit trail, rabbit hole. Value for value podcast. If you find value in what you hear, whether it is the ideas I had, whether it is the audiobooks, whether it's the uh, columns that I'm going to be turning into an audio form, whatever you may find valuable, let me know with either time, talent, or treasure. Treasure is always appreciated because uh, everybody wants to find something that they enjoy doing and be able to monetize that, which is what I hope to do, whether that's through podcasting, which I love to do, whether that's through some kind of software development, which is what I love to do, or whether it's just from working in the trades, which I love to do. So whatever it is, I'm trying to get my treasure. The talent portion could be anyone trying to submit show art, anybody trying to submit their own recordings, so that way I can just put them up on here. If somebody's already got their own audiobooks that they've recorded, I'd love to host those for you and put you in the value split if you don't have your own podcast yet. If you don't, make your own. But there's talent. You could design some show art. My show art's very plain for now. It's just something that's kind of caught my eye artistically currently, which is just making things in real life look kind of like stickers, kind of like that Biden I did that sticker but with cars right now because certain cars have just really decent design and the ones that I like the most I put up on the album art and the one for this episode is going to be well it is you'll see it it's a chandelier that I saw in the house that I'm working on currently trimming up insane looking chandelier in the home and every single room has a different chandelier that one is the most extravagant in my opinion uh, just super eccentric people that are buying this house, but that one I like the most. Either way, and then there's, I said, uh, treasure and talent. Now there's time. Time would be, time would be taking the time to listen, taking the time to post feedback to me. Time would be trying to get a hold of me to give me other things to do on this podcast that you would enjoy listening to. Things that I could change up, Things that are actually constructive criticism and not uh, a bunch of trolls <laughs> acting up, which I don't care for. Uh, I don't care about necessarily. It doesn't bother me. I'm still doing this. And unless you really want to go through the effort of setting up a Mastodon account just to troll me, then I got no problems. If you really want to go through all the trouble of writing an email that would just troll me, then I mean, go for it. But it's I kind of intentionally made it hard to get a hold of me. That way there's a barrier to entry so people who actually want to get a hold of me would be able to get a hold of me. It's not extremely hard. I mean, it's just a few clicks, but lazy trolls don't do that. Anyway, value for value podcast. This is lightning enabled. I am going to move to a different uh, podcasting host so that way I can get all of the uh, podcasting standards, the 2.0 standards for this podcast so it will be compliant with the new standards. Uh, meaning chapters, value, person tag, transcript, everything should be available in the near future. But until then, this is what it is. And I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, more ideas coming down the line. But for now, this is it. And I'll let you guys go. Peace.